Hey folks, this is a special release as promised earlier. We want to keep the episodes rolling, but this time round, the new situation in COVID has affected us in a lot more ways than it did previously. But stay with us, we will keep them coming as much as we can. And for all you friends out there who know Ivan personally and keep saying that he doesn't have anything that he's very, very passionate about, take a listen to this one, because we talk about the one thing in life that he definitely has an opinion on. Football. Okay, and in other local news, this was something that I really, really needed to get your opinion on. Ah. So, Singapore Premier League Player of the Month gets $250. Hey, what is the economy here? Ah? I have no idea. How much do we get for getting gold in IPPT? 500 bucks. $500. And this guy has to play like super good performances for one whole month. And he gets $250 or. Okay, but to be fair to everybody, getting gold for IPPT properly, uh, not the Chao Geng Kwan, then your body help you to double count your push-ups and all that, uh, does require effort for you to keep your fitness up for the year, uh, right? And don't forget, IPPT is a once-a-year award. So if going by that, that logic, uh, let's say that this guy keeps his quality of performance up throughout the entire year and he keeps winning Football Player of the Month every month, uh, he could get $3,000 for the year. Leh. Okay, like, no, that's not how it works. What the hell? <laughs> of all, the, the league doesn't run for a month. Singapore only got like, what, Wait. eight teams in the S-League. How long does the S-League run for again? I'm not sure, but it probably is like six months or so only. Leh. Okay, okay. Because there's only eight teams, there's only so many matches you can play. Still 1,005, ma. Player of the month, leh, you are like head and shoulders above everybody else in the league. This one is young player, so every other young player. If your comparison is IPPT go, huh? You are head and shoulders above general Singaporeans there. You are a professional athlete. Like. How <laughs> difficult is it to get IPPT goal? I mean, I'm just saying in general, compared to Singaporeans, IPPT goal. I don't know many people who actually have it like, at our age, especially. Isn't it easier at our age now? Okay, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying like in general, I don't know many people who have gotten IPPT goal. Okay, but anyway, that even, is the, Okay, even Silver thing. gets more money <laughs> than this. What the shit? Silver is like what? $300? $400? It's also more than this, right? Uh, yes, quite true. Yes. To add on to the ridiculousness <laughs> of it, there's two pictures that were posted. Okay, this this player is placed for Young Lions. La. So, uh, Young Lions are essentially like the youth national team of Singapore that also has a... Oh, which means that this is child labor. La. No, it's not like <laughs> they are playing soccer for fun. It's not like they are forced to play. But the main thing is... And then okay, what? He wins $250 playing football for fun. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a okay, it's a job to play. Okay, okay. okay. Enjoy. So it's a job now. Then it's child labor. La. It's not child labor if you... <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Go, go As I was saying, there's two pictures that are posted on their social media and one shows him receiving a gigantic ass check that says uh, Young Player of the Month $250 only. <laughs> so I know because like I've printed this kind of stuff before, that stupid check alone can cost that cardboard piece that is mm. printed on will cost between like at least $30 to $50. Then on top of that, they also give him like a Young Player of the Month plug that he can keep. That stupid thing also costs probably another $50 at least. They could have just given him the 100 bucks. Well, sure, but the trophy does look quite nicely, I gotta say. I'm sure like 
having a hundred dollars is more important than a stupid trophy. The trophy is really the trophy bad. is for you to keep on it. Like your name will still be on the record that you're the young player of the month. Yeah, but it's something for you to look back when you are older and say, "Hey, I ever won an award." I'm also looking at this article. This guy is like 16 years old only, lah. So what you're saying that is like a lot of money, yeah? No, maybe he could win like a lot of these awards over the next year. Okay, that's not the point. The point is that it's two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> we have so much talk about trying to get into the World Cup, go mm. twenty thirty four. Then we have this what uh young sailors club or something who spent two million dollars yep. to bring in the player with all the money that is going into the stupid football. League, they are giving out awards that give a cash price of two hundred and fifty dollars. Like how pathetic is that? Yeah, I mean, I remember when we were in secondary school, which was like donkey years ago, when Lee Hsien Long had this plan. No, it wasn't even Lee Hsien Long, it was Go Chok Tong at that point in time, who said that they have a plan to put Singapore in the World Cup. Guess what? We can't even beat Malaysia state teams. <laughs> we can't beat anybody now, man. That's how ridiculous it is. <laughs> the countries that we used to trash, like your Myanmar and all that, are now trashing us. That's how ridiculous mm. it is. Okay, other than this being headline for football news, I know that there was something really, really big that you were pretty upset about the other day, right? Because I saw it all over your Facebook. I mean, this was like literally a 72-hour thing. So what happened over in... What, you mean your anger was 72 hours? No, no, no. Why you can't get angry at something for so long? But I mean, I can get angry at something for like my whole life. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Okay. Okay, don't talk like you you cannot hold a grudge, okay? I know you can hold a freaking long grudge for a long time. No, that's why I know that I can. I didn't know that you could. For 72 straight hours, that's quite tenacious. Eh? It wasn't my anger that lasted 72 hours. It's the fact that that proposal lasted all of 72 hours. Uh, this is what happened in, in European football. <clears throat> There's two types of competition when you talk about UEFA sanctioned competitions lah, in the European continent. Basically, you have a domestic competition, the equivalent of our S-League, and then you have a regional competition. So the regional competition usually brings together the champions of all the different leagues within that region. And they play some sort of knockout tournament to decide who is the best of that particular year. Okay, wait. If I am getting it correctly, to try to relate it to everybody who doesn't watch football, is there's a local competition. So that means there's a competition between like Tampanese Rovers, between Safra. (laughs) You really know nothing about (laughs) soccer. I don't know. Or Geylang United, Tampanese Rovers, or these these fellas. And then... The winner of S-League will then go where? Challenge for what? It's very commonly known as the Champions League. And it's by usually by continent. Sure. So the Champions League equivalent in our context will be like a Southeast Asia tournament. Is that correct? Yeah, it's called the Asian Champions League. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, it's all sanctioned by UEFA. So like the system generally is the same. Lah. You have... Bro, a- you need to understand. I don't know what the hell UEFA is. So I have to think about it in the in terms of like the best club in Singapore would yes. probably play the best club in Malaysia and the best club from Thailand, something like that, is it? Correct. So the best okay, club okay. from every country, the best uh, performing club or the champion, mm. that, that's mm. why it's called Champions League. The champion okay. will all play in another league of their own. So within that league, there'll be knockout stages as well. Lah. It's just a competition that will crown the best football team in that region. Okay. The Champions League in Europe is considered to be the most prestigious prize in soccer because the bulk of all the good football leagues uh, is actually concentrated in Europe. You were saying that the champion of this Champions League is the most prestigious award in football. How does it rank in terms of like a football World Cup? So World Cup is different. World Cup pits nations against nations. Yeah, is it like 
Olympics, right? But I mean, I'm just saying like, in terms of prestige for Champions League versus the Football World Cup, which mm. one is more prestigious? As a, as a fan, the Champions League is the, the more difficult one to win. Oh. You mean Champions League is even harder to win than the World Cup? Pretty much. Because World Cup is very transient in a way that you are as good as like whatever kind of players are available to your country. Right? And you have absolutely no control over that. And this goes into like the next part of the conversation, which I'm going to talk about. There's this thing called financial fair play, which if you are familiar with American sports, it's sort yes. of similar to a salary cap. But you can understand why it's difficult to implement. When it comes to soccer, you are playing teams from other countries. So the tax system is entirely different in every country. Okay, wait, wait, wait. This is a <laughs> difficult concept to wrap around. Huh? Yep. When you say that the Champions League is more prestigious than the World Cup because you have no control over the players that you have, what do you mean? You participate in the process of bringing players to your club. So you are competing financially as opposed to competing purely in terms of what talent is available to your country. So in the Champions League, you have as much resources as you can spend to bring as many good players as you can bring in to your club. Whereas if you're talking mm. about the World Cup, mm. uh, Singapore only got Fandi Ahmad means only got Fandi Ahmad, then they cannot bring in somebody else. They cannot bring in the David Beckham. La. Technically, you can la, if you can somehow convince David Beckham to take out a PR and convert to Singapore. Let's not blur the lines of whatever shit they were talking about. So like, for example... Um, Singapore will only be able to draft from the talent that is from Singapore, but they wouldn't be able to get David Beckham. But but in the reverse context, if you're talking about the Champions League, and I'm I'm using these names because those are the only names that I know now. Okay. Yeah. So if Fani Ahmad was at his prime and David Beckham was in his prime, you technically can put them in the same club, lah, correct? Yes. yes. And then they can be the best club from let's say Singapore or Malaysia or Thailand or Spain or UK, something like that. Lah. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So you were saying then, Financial <laughs> Advisors Act? What? That sounds like some Singapore insurance agents <laughs> or something. I, I think I shouldn't go into that. The main point of me bringing this entire Champions League thing up is yes. because mm. there's a certain romance in football in that the small team always has a chance, however small, as long as this structure, this entire structure exists, right? That only the champions yeah. get to participate in this European League. There's always a chance that a smaller team can make it to this competition. So meaning, for example, uh, Newcastle. Yes. Or Tottenham, which I know that has a very, very passionate fan base, but doesn't win, could potentially participate in the Champions League. By virtue of winning their local version, like the Premier League, right? Yes. And then become the representative of UK to play football in the Champions League? Correct. So ah, just a few years ago, it actually happened because la, so complicated. <laughs> not complicated. This is like the essence of sports, man. Okay, okay, sorry. I I I admit I'm stupid because I don't follow football news at all. But like, okay, then this actually happened a few years ago. Uh, this team called Leicester City actually won the Premier League. It Woo! was like some sort of freaking miracle, but they actually managed to win the the Premier League. And by the way, uh, it's not only the team that wins the league that gets to participate. La. for England, the top four teams actually participate in the Champions League. Wow, so got four chances leh. Wow. Uh, it depends on your country. So the stronger your league is, the more representative you will have. La. Oh, okay. How many teams are there in the Premier League? 20. So four. Quite high for top 25%. Eh. It's top 20%. Okay, obviously, Mets is not your thing, but I guess. Yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> top 20%. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, but the bad. thing is, you have to compete with all these other things. And the whole idea behind this is that the small teams always have a chance to win. 
So okay. this European Super League, basically what it was is that 12 of the richest teams in Europe decided to come together and say that uh, the Champions League is actually not giving us enough money. Okay. They wanted to create their own breakaway league called the European Super League. Okay. Which sort of behaves like the Champions League with the one big difference that the founding members of this league, these 12 founding members, will always, always be able to participate every single year, regardless of their results. Oh, then who's going to watch? These are essentially all the biggest, literally the biggest teams in Europe. The only country that didn't participate was uh, Germany and France. So the top team in Germany and the top team in France, I mean, they chose not to participate, lah, which is Bayern Munich and PSG. From what I am trying to get over here, and correct me if I'm on the right track, ah. Mm. Because Champions League is a revolving, or I should say, it's a year-to-year renewable term. Yes, very insurance, yes. yes. I keep complaining about I just had to bring that in to try to do you, but okay. So Champions League is a renewable thing on a year-to-year basis. So the teams that participate in the Champions League mm. get there by virtue of merit. Yes. Right, because yes. they have to win their local version of their league before they can secure a spot to play right. in the Champions League. Whereas this... European Super League is formed by how many teams? Uh, it's meant to have up to 20, but the 12 founding teams will not have to qualify. They will automatically qualify every year. So no matter what, these 12 teams will always be in the in this European Super All League? Right. Lah. Yes. Okay. But if they are the most popular teams, I'm assuming Manchester United is in there, right? Yes. Okay, because that's a name that I recognize. But if... Fans want to see Manchester United all the time. Uh, Isn't this the best way for them to have even more games to play in the year? The reason why a lot of people have a problem with it is because it totally kills the whole idea of sport being a... Competitive environment? A fair thing. Like, any team can beat any team on their day. Sure. Like, uh, Tampanese Rovers can beat Manchester United any given day. (laughs) Well, don't forget, they actually scored against Man U when they came for a friendly match. But then... And you scored like eight goals after that. <laughs> the justification that all these clubs came away was that because there's not enough money to go around. So the Champions League is very lucrative, which is why all the teams are trying so hard to get into it. And okay. it mainly revolves around TV rights. It's, that's where the bulk of the money comes from. Okay, for fans who I sorry, for friends who do not understand football and world sports and sports in general has a lot of money because television Broadcast rights. Pays, uh, yeah, broadcasting rights. They pay a lot of money to the clubs whom are involved in the leagues because live sports is the most lucrative TV for advertisements because people sit there and watch the show live. So your advertisements actually get out to the people and uh, people can't won't fast forward your ads. Lah. Yes. Mm. So essentially, what they are trying to do is just to create a repeatable source of income for them regardless of performance every year long and everybody has a problem with that lah. I mean we're talking about professional football players right Yes. we're also talking about the best of the best and at the same time also there is a reputation to uphold right Correct. is there any some kind of uh, competitive pride that these football players might have so even if let's say that okay so here's the thing uh, um, when this news was released because all the clubs simultaneously released like a press release on all their websites to say that they are they are going ahead with this Super okay. League proposal. Not forgetting that UEFA is the governing body for pretty much uh, all organized football okay. around the world. All. 
So what they're trying to do is they're trying to go outside of UEFA's mm. jurisdiction and build their own league. If you say UEFA is the governing body for all football, then where are they going to play football? On yes. the moon? Ah? <laughs> I don't know. But apparently they have, they have plans. Ah. They have plans to play in their own stadium because technically they, a lot of the teams own their own okay. stadiums. Ah. So they can still do it if they want okay. to. The thing is, this decision was made by all the club owners without the knowledge of everybody else within oh. the club. The players, the coaches, the managers, everybody was blindsided by it. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, pretty much everybody. Okay. So what happened right within that 72 hours was these clubs all announced that they'll be starting this Super League and they will try to get it going ASAP. Immediately, yeah, almost immediately, yeah, all the football pundits, the former players who are doing commentary, all your talk shows about the sports, everybody came out to say that this is an attack on football, this is war on football this is trying to kill all the small leagues because they are trying to keep the money within their own circle. Ma. Right. When you, have a, when you have a competition that allows for participation by all the other teams, the money goes out to everybody else. Right? It's spread across all 20 teams in the Premier League ma, as opposed to you hoarding the money within your that 12 teams. Sounds like politics, but... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, within a matter of 24 hours, some of the fans actually like go and riot at the stadiums. A couple of fans were like, blocking the team buses from entering the stadiums and all that kind of thing. Are you one of them? I'm in Singapore, eh? <laughs> Virtual protest, eh? Virtual protest? That's like even more useless than... <laughs> hey, not true. DDoS, uh, you know, they are broadcasting. Now it's all done over the internet. Maybe you are one of the big group of people. Okay, don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to admit to crime over the podcast. But yes, <laughs> so a lot of... <laughs> a lot of uh, protesting happened outside of the stadiums then? Within, I think, 36 hours, two of the premiership teams that were involved released like, on their social media that they're already coming up with plans to withdraw from this particular <laughs> proposal. Yeah! Rioting works! That's the reason why Singapore only can have gatherings of five people or less. This is like the first time <laughs> I've ever seen the entire football world come together against something. You know, normally... All the football fans can never ever get along no matter what the fuck it is. They are always always super biased against each other whatever the situation. True. This is the first time they actually see from the pundits to the commentators to the presenters to the fans everybody literally coming together to say that this is a fucking stupid idea that people who have been supporting the club for 50-60 years say that they will disown their club if this proposal actually goes ahead. Okay, but is there no realm of possibility that the European Super League also exists side by side with the Premier League, the Champions League, things like that? Uh, there's always a possibility, but UEFA, okay, so UEFA by itself is also actually a fucking corrupt agency. La. Down the rabbit hole we go. Yeah, okay. and the main reason is, I mean, everybody's fucking greedy. The next World Cup is supposed to be held in Qatar and there's a lot of speculation that they were bribed People who were deciding which country will be the host were bribed heavily so that Qatar would get the thing. So there's yeah, a lot okay. of this kind of thing going on with UEFA. And UEFA obviously is a very money-hungry organization as well. But the thing is, they are the incumbents. Whatever competition has to get their approval before it can be conducted. So when this announcement was made, right, UEFA was actually threatening mm. to bar all the teams that are involved from participating in the domestic league. That means all the English teams that want oh. to participate, they say you will be kicked out of the current competition because I think... Three out of the four finalists for this year's Champions League are in this European Super League proposal. So then, <laughs> like, then the last remaining team is just going to win by default. Lah. But anyway, uh, they also said that the players who played for these teams 
will be banned from participating in national team games. Wow, this is UEFA so powerful. They are the governing body, lah. So they technically can do it if they want to. Although they probably sue each other back and forth, but that's how it went. Also, the main thing is after forty-eight hours, I think half of the teams that、mm. said that they will participate have already pulled out. Okay, who's left? Then, uh, so the the one that is heading this entire project, right? He's the president of this club called Real Madrid. Oh yes, yes,、so、I know Real that, Madrid. That, yeah, that Real、team. Madrid is the most lucrative club in the world, ah, based on last、mm-hmm. year, based on the last two years' financial、uh, statements. So that guy is also quite a crook, lah. But the main thing is he's the one who's heading the entire project, and and by seventy-two hours, all the teams other than other than Real Madrid、uh, indicated that they'll be pulling out of the European Super League, but. After this、okay. entire fiasco, he's still like doubling down. He said that all the teams actually signed binding contracts to participate in this European Super League, so it's not going to be over. They're just going to find another way, or some other iteration of it will happen in years to come. But the cool thing is, like, I just, I just really enjoy seeing the entire football community coming together to fight this evil scheme. Okay, was Peter Lim involved in any way? Ah, yeah, Valencia is not a top club anyway. <laughs> it wouldn't make a difference to them. Oh okay okay yeah yeah that's quite true that's quite true yeah 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 well I mean at least despite how you complain about Real Madrid's owner being corrupt his team is still、oh. doing well、then. oh this is another topic by itself man so Real Madrid is like one of the most okay just let me give you just an idea of how Real Madrid runs、uh, the club it is basically a tax haven the country protects the team they were on the verge of bankruptcy I think about a decade ago. And the country built out the team by purchasing their training ground for half a billion dollars. Okay. Real Madrid's league, the Spanish league, right, allows teams to discuss and negotiate their own TV rights. So Real Madrid, being one of the two biggest teams in Spain, gets about like thirty to forty percent of all TV revenue in Spain. Wow. Okay. No wonder so much. So they already fucking unfair in the way that they conduct their business, lah. So that's why they have so much money, you know. And the banks give them preferential rates because they are non-profit organization. Ah, <laughs> they are considered a non-profit organization. Ah, the same line that IKEA is a non-profit organization. Okay, but anyway, why I'm just curious to know, right, is that isn't this some way, you know, going back to the European Super League, isn't this some kind of a win-win situation whereby? Fans who want to see more of Manchester United or Real Madrid or I don't know what other teams, Chelsea maybe, right or Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. So like, isn't it a good thing that fans will have to see them more times? Because I think like people really, really get up in the middle of the night to watch Liverpool or Manchester United matches or even Chelsea matches in Singapore as well, right? So now you have more opportunity to watch them play, ma. Isn't that a good thing? I think in terms of like. The football experience itself, right? It may or may not be a good thing, but because、um, when you're talking about、uh, teams from different countries playing each other, it doesn't actually happen all that often. So when it happens, it's usually in the Champions League, and if it happens in the Champions League, because of the prestige that's associated with it, it becomes a very big event, man. Okay. I think that if you if they were to construct this league, which by the way,、uh, they will sort of be playing each other a couple of times every season.、Mm-hmm. It kind of kills a bit of the competition. Like you, you may not want to watch it as much as you would have if it were in the Champions so, League. So, so what I would look at it right, and pardon me, ah, not a football fan at all, ah, is that since this league is always going to be around, as in the let's say Chelsea is constantly going to be playing against Real Madrid, or another team is going to constantly be playing against Manchester United, doesn't this give the clubs a good opportunity to kind of test out? 
some strategies or some concepts that they thought that they want to do. And then when the Champions League rolls around or the Premier League rolls around, then they really, really push at it because they found some loopholes or they found something that they can exploit against the, that particular team. I mean, that is one way to look at it. Lah. But the, the main issue is that what are the consequences of having such a league? The problem, the main thing that um, helps football as a whole is that whatever money is within the competitions, right? Like for example, the Premier League, every team that is in the Premier League gets a share of the broadcasting money. Mm. When you have a, like this elitist competition where all these big teams are always playing in and they have no need to qualify, which means that regardless of how they perform, even if they are the shittiest team or if they get relegated from the Premier League, they will still be in this and they will still have this guaranteed money every year. Yeah, 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 I understand. And this money doesn't, this money doesn't trickle down to the rest of the team. Yeah, teams, I understand. Nah. What I'm just saying is that I mean, that can be like the B-tier version of the Champions League or, or is mm. another league. Or. I mean, for all you know, that there, there are clubs that are in some other place in Europe, like for example, in Spain or in France or in Germany or something, uh, that mm. the prestige or the quality of football that is played over there is not as great as the Premier League or the Spanish League, right? Yeah. But these people still qualify for one place in the Champions League also. Ma. Mm. And this is just another league that these particular teams and just they just happen to be big names can sharpen themselves before they participate in their own local tournaments and before they participate in the Champions League. I mean, that's how I would look at it. Lah. No, meh? For the big clubs, obviously, it's advantageous, which is why they are going to, trying to go ahead with it. But the trickle-down effect is that so much of the money will be with these clubs that no other team has an opportunity to succeed. Because whatever money they have, they were used to buy even better players. And because they control so much of the money, right, going down the road, all the smaller clubs, even if you happen to produce like a prodigy who is like a, maybe a Ronaldo. Just kind of waiting to be bought out by one of the bigger clubs. Lah. Correct. And because you have so little funds and you you will not be able to hold out for high price as well. So it's sort of like the long, the long game where if they allow this to happen in the way that these teams are trying to make it happen, it will eventually destroy the rest of soccer law which is what everybody thinks will happen nah, because the money is just concentrated within these 12 clubs and regardless of how the 12 clubs perform they're still going to consistently get the money nah. okay but if at some point in time people don't like what they're saying they'll probably stop watching law you would think so right but like Singtel has been increasing the fucking prices of the Premier League package and people are still buying it my takeaway from the entire half an hour that we've been spending on this thing is Singaporeans got a lot of money buy football package I buy Netflix and Disney Plus. I already complain. Really, cannot really very expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy any of the packages. I just watch it online. <laughs> oh shit! Did I just incriminate myself. Okay, please pause. <laughs> please take note. And with that, I shall cut the clip out. But let's move on.